Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and Aquas. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show as hot as a sea rocket. This is the sports docket for Thursday, September 6, 2007. Once again, we are coming to you live from Lindbrook, Brooklyn, and Queens, New York. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ethan Quasman, a.k.a. The Quas, and my partner in sports crime, Stephen Ackman, a.k.a. The Ace Man. The unbeatable John Scheiber is behind the glass today. What's up, y'all? All right, how are you saying? There's a buzzer from last week. I'm good, especially after the Mets went 5-1 and one after after getting swept by the Philadelphia Phillies last weekend. And also, uh, just reminding all of you, once again, we have a great show planned for you tonight. We have two guests being the likes of Brian Bassett and Mark Hale. Of course, uh, Brian Bassett from thejetsblog.com. He'll be joining us at around 7.15. And uh, Mark Hale, who was supposed to come on last week, unfortunately couldn't make it, but he can make it this week. He's the Mets beat writer from the New York Post. He'll be on about 7.30 today. And, of course, our second edition of Armchair GM Rapid Fire. So yeah, it's going to be great. Um, what? What's going on, Ethan? I'm going down. You know, uh, school just started, of course, uh, unfortunately. but uh, Homework I mean... already and all that other crap. Yeah, John, how's school for you, man? Uh, school's oh. all right so far. You know, it's two days. You know, I mean, some new people. And, you know, it's going well. Uh, how about you? Ready? got homework. John, how about you today behind the glass? Ah, oh, it's great behind here. I love being behind the glass. You guys going to do a good show today. And I'm right here in case you need me. All right? All right, great. Uh, anyway, we'll just get, of course, we're going to talk Mets baseball. The Mets are going 5-1 five one, uh, five and one, um, on the road trip. But, um, well, no, they, well, they went 5-5, five and five, but oh, they five bounced. Five, bad. And the Phillies people just, I forgot all about it. Actually, the Mets just completely rebounded. Uh, great rebound by the New York Mets. Now, uh, what a difference between this week and last week. Unbelievable. No doubt about that. Uh, the Mets completely uh, rebounded um, over the weekend. Uh, of course, they had um, John Main got roughed up uh, by the Reds on um, Wednesday. But, I mean, it, the Mets uh, start most of their players. And it was just, it's not a loss to worry about. Uh, the Mets have a series this weekend uh, against Houston Astros at Shea. Well, uh, yeah, I mean uh... – the Mets, uh, after getting swept uh, by the Phillies, they got embarrassed last week in Philadelphia. They had, you know, a great uh, six games, even though, you know, I think yesterday afternoon's game was just basically like a game to rest, you know, a game to, like, take it a little easy. I mean, you can't keep your pelt to the middle all the time or else, you know, you'll get too mentally tired and everything. I all know, right. Okay, Steven, I'm actually, uh, I won against the Yankees series. Uh, Yankees, of course, in two or three of the Mariners. Uh, that was a battle of uh, the, the butt whoopings in that series as the Yankees um, – yeah, I think on um, the Yankees, I think they have the wild card in the books here, you know. Yeah, that three-game lead now. But, team, we got we got a couple of phone calls representing from your Lindbergh area. We're uh, first quickly call. before we have to get to a little break in our uh, NFL picks in our interview here. Yeah, well, first the NFL picks coming up uh, a little bit. But first, we've got to take some phone calls here. We've got a 516 number on on, on hold. What's your name, where you're calling from? You're on the sports doc with Ace and the Quas. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Yo, Steve, how's it going, man? Hey Scott, what's up? Nothing. Um, 
What's on just your mind? Just wanted to get... What? What's on your mind? I was watching Daily News Live on SNY before. Okay. Like I usually do, I'm doing my homework, and that interview with Omar Minaya, and he was asked if he could pick a five-pitcher starting rotation if the Mets are in the postseason, and he didn't really have an answer. Uh, what's your thought? Uh, if you had to pick a five-man rotation right now, stat-wise, what would it be? Well, um, I think in the playoffs, you probably have a four-man rotation because you get a day off when you travel. But um, well, yeah, somebody's going to the Boston. I mean, right now it's very tough to say because you have five solid pitchers right now. I mean, a lot, a lot is going to depend on how Pedro Martinez, how his health is, and um, if he could bounce back after having the rotator cuff surgery. Uh, he looked pretty good in his first up, but we don't know what we're going to get from him. Of course, El Duque and Golovin, you have the veterans there, and I think if El Duque and Golovin are healthy, I think they're automatically in the rotation. I don't think you can argue their points in any way. And Perez, Perez, Maine, and, Pe- and a good Pedro. If you have to eliminate one of them from your starting rotation, what, who do you eliminate? I probably right now, I say out of those five, I'd probably have to eliminate Oliver Perez because uh, he's been the most inconsistent pitcher since the All-Star break, I think. But the problem with Oliver Perez is that if he's coming out of the bullpen, uh, that could be quite an issue, especially he was quite wild in the second against the Reds, even though the Mets rallied to win that game. Yes, well, that's the issue here. Um, Oliver Perez, you know, he hasn't been good, and then uh, you have the Pedro injury, so really uh, – I mean, we don't know right now who it's going to be, but uh, we have to give it some time. You know, we still right. have a month to figure it out. I mean, I think the I think Willie Randolph will lean towards the veterans here, but I think it will depend on how they all pitch in the last month of the season. Yeah, good point there. Uh, Stephen, uh, of course, we're on a tight schedule in this show, so we're going to get as many phone calls in as possible. Scott, uh, do you have anything else for us? Uh, yeah, but... I mean, Pedro's a guy who has all this playoff experience. I mean, he could be healthy, a huge role in postseason, along with El Duque, both of whom were missing last year. And they, if they were in rotation, last year's postseason could have been a completely different story. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, absolutely right. I mean, El Duque hurt his calf in uh, warming up before game one of the NLDS, and John Mean had to make that emergency start, of course. And, you know, it could have been totally different. The Mets could have had a world championship last year with uh, El Duque and Pedro. Uh, Scott, anyway, uh, thanks for the call. We just want to get yeah. to our other call before we have to take a quick commercial break. Yeah, Stephen, we'll touch more on, on El Duque in, in the postseason more with Mark Allen comes on later. Um, of course, it's not going to be a big issue, but uh, the Mets are getting close. The match number down to 19 games now. Now we've got another call. I don't know who this is, a 516 number. Uh, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Are you on the air? Uh, Hello. 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 Hi, my name is Andrew. Um, I just have a question. I'm watching Tri City Valley Cats at Hudson Valley Renegades right now, minor league baseball, and I was just wondering, <laughs> is there really a point for minor league baseball being shown? Because it's really not important at all. What's your opinion? Uh, I'll do this really quick because uh, we got to get to um, a little break in a little bit here. Let's let's go. Go. Yeah. Okay. Um. You talk about minor league baseball. Um, minor league baseball. I think uh, you know it's it's fun to watch because you get to see guys who are going to future making leagues. Hopefully, I mean it's uh, it's not something that I'm I'm going to be watching every night, uh, but it's definitely a good thing to look into. Uh, in terms of you want to mention a certain team in minor league baseball or just? Well, I was just wondering, you know, because there's really it's not as like built up as major league baseball because I mean it's minor, but like. Of course, it's not it's built up. 
Yeah, I know, but I mean, um, it's just kind of, I don't see the point of it. I mean, besides, like, farm teams and stuff, like, oh, we have to train you. But besides that. Well, it's a, I think it's a big thing. Uh, it's think, more of a big thing for, you know, the families of the minor league players. Uh, their families get to hear the names of their kids on the radio and, and in the Badgers box. So, I mean, it's quite exciting for them. Thanks for your call, Andrew, and you seem to be coming a regular caller now. Yep, indeed. I'll, I'll miss you. Have a, have a fun show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Do we have another caller right now on the line? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, we get to a break here. I don't think we have another caller on the line here. Yeah, I think another 5-1-6. I'm not sure if that's... Uh... 425 number to Scott. So I think we could head to our commercial break here quickly and get to our next segment. Uh, the NFL pick. All right, so we're going to pause 60 seconds uh, for station identification on the sports docket, and then we'll have Aceman and the Quas NFL picks for a week, number one. You are currently listening to the Sports Docket with Aceman and the Quas. If you would like to call into the show, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. Once again, the phone number to call into the show, the Sports Docket is 1-646-478-5118. If you would like to instant message the co-host of the show using an AIM client, and we'll put your comment on the air. You can aim Steven, Aceman, at MetsFanatic910, or you can aim the Quas at Quaster06. That's a double S. Once again, thanks for tuning into the show. You can also check out our official sponsor of the Sports Docket. That's www.myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the... Coming up next on the Sports Docket, it's the NFL Pick with Aceman and the Quad every week of the NFL. Live from our studios here in Brooklyn and Lindbergh, football is back. Welcome back to the Sports Stock and NFL Picks. Just let our listeners know. We will pick they take you around the NFL. Five picks each week. <laughs> okay, Steven, go ahead. <laughs> a little bit of a blooper there that we could play maybe in ten years. Yeah, well, so welcome back, back to the Sports Stock, everybody. We're going to be making our NFL Picks for week number one. Uh, just to let you guys know that are listening to our show right now, me and Ethan are going to pick five games each week, and we're going to have a bet going eventually. We don't know what that bet is yet, but we eventually will. Well, actually, uh, the bet is going to be uh, the loser in the standing has to serve one day helping John behind the glass. All right, so the loser will have to help John behind the glass for one of our shows. All right, that's fair. That's, uh, that's fair. And without further ado, here are the picks for week number one in the league where they play football. All right, Steven. Okay, so we're going to start off with the pick. Wait. Yo, John. Mm-hmm. 
Junkie, uh, play uh, the NFL pick. Was it coming in or not? Hello? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. All right, let's start our picks a little bit here. We're sorry for that little pause there. All right, so, Ethan, our first game is going to be the game tonight, New Orleans at Indianapolis Colts. Who do you like? Okay, uh, in this game, I am taking the Saints. Um, last year, the New Orleans Saints had led the NFL, um, and their offense was number one uh, in total yards. Uh, of course, the Saints, they fell short in the NFC Championship. I like uh, the, uh, the running back duo of Deuce Metallica, Reggie Bush in this game. I know the Colts are the defending champs. I know the whole thing. Uh, the Colts, of course, uh, winning their first Super Bowl last year. But I think in this game, it's going to be Drew Brees. Uh, it's going to have a better game than Peyton Manning. Um, and I, I just see the Saints winning this football game. All right, well, uh, I disagree with you in this one. I like the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I love Peyton Manning in this game. And uh, him and the offense, they'll be, they'll be in midseason form here. Um, you know, I like Joseph Adai. He keeps getting better. And this defense, I think, is going to be a little bit underrated starting the season. They are the defending champions. I like them in this game a lot. Second game we're going to do is going to be Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. In this yes. game, I like the Dallas Cowboys. I like uh, Tony Romo and the defense there for the Cowboys. I think the Giants have a lot of holes right now. And I think it's going to take the Giants some time to gel in as a team. What do you think, Ethan? Oh, I just like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think um, the Giants are going to not run all over the Cowboys' defense. Uh, I think Grant Jacobs is going to have not a Tiki Barber-esque game, but I think he's going to have a great game uh, for the Giants. I think Eli Manning is going to show up tonight. I just, I just see the Giants are going to win week one. I know people are expecting to have a bad season. Uh, I know the Cowboys are predicted to get second place by most people in the NFC East. I, I just see the Giants. If the ball the special teams comes through, the Giants will definitely win this football game, I think, uh, on Sunday night. So I'm picking the Giants. Fair okay. enough. All right, I, next game is going to be the New England Patriots at the New York Jets at East Rutherford. Uh, Ethan, who do you like in this game? Uh, in this game, I am taking the, I'm taking the New York Jets. Um, I know the Jets, uh, they lost in the first round of the, the wild card game last year, the Patriots. It was a, actually uh, – they got killed in that game, but but there's a new England, a New England defense without Ronnie Harrison and without Richard Seymour. Uh, both uh, injuries have Harrison suspension. I think the Jets' offense is going to come through. I think Thomas Jones going to have a great game. Um, I think the Jets' secondary is going to control Tom Brady, so I think the Jets are going to come up victorious in the past. How about you? Um, well, as much as I hate to say this, I think uh, New England uh, will get the upper hand in this game. And now, even though even though Rodney Harrison is out with the steroid suspension and uh, Richard Seymour is out six weeks with an injury, I still like the Patriots in this game. It seems like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they always find a way to beat the Jets, especially early in the season. So I would like the Jets to win this game. I just didn't think New England is always too much. I think New England wins a close game. Okay, well, uh, Linda, now I think we're going to do is we're going to do a free pick after Brian Bassett comes on. All right, we can do that. Okay. So if John's cut the music there, good, good job behind the glass. I have a little trouble with the music, but it sounds fine. The music's uh, fine. Uh, we have uh, we have Brian Bassett coming on the line now. We'll do a couple picks later in the show when we have more time. Yeah, we have three picks coming up. Uh, we're going to do it after. We, so far, we've taken three picks. Um, uh, and uh, we're going to have Brian Bassett coming on. Um, so um, I guess we'll uh, take a break here. 
a quick break, and then we'll have on uh, Jets blogger Brian Bassett from the JetsBlog.com join us live to talk Jets football. The Sports Docket on Blog Talk Radio with Ace Man and the Quad covering New York sports. We have many guests on our show to talk New York sports alongside with us. Thank you for joining in. The Sports Docket. And here are your hosts, Ace Man and the Quad. Once again. Thank you for joining us and welcome back. That was our picks for the NFL week one. We still have a couple more to go, but now we're going to have New York Jets blogger Brian Bassett from the Jets blog on. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. What's going uh, thank on, Brian? Thank you for coming on our show. And uh, wow, we have only three days left until opening day uh, for uh, Jets. Uh, what do you, What are your thoughts on uh, the first game against New England? Well, you know, I heard you guys just picking, and uh, I think I have to say, as as much as it pains me to say it, you know, I I would love to see the Jets win, but uh, and Richard Seymour and. Uh, and Rodney Harrison are, are big losses, but you know, I, I just I'm not a kind of guy who likes to get my hopes up. So, so I, I don't see the Jets winning this game as much as I would love them to just hand it to Tom Brady and company uh, in Week One. All right, um, before we get back to the Jets, there, you of course run thejetslog.com. I believe you're running that for three years. Tell us a little bit, bit about how you started the site and a little bit about the Jets blogosphere, something that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been doing the site for, like you said, uh, about three years coming up uh, at the end of September, and it's been it's been fun. I basically just started it. I actually live in the uh, in the Boston area, so when I moved up here, I didn't have any friends, didn't have anybody to talk sports with, and uh, and you know just kind of created it as an outlet to to talk about uh, to talk about the Jets and things like that, and uh, just kind of got going on it and uh, have really enjoyed it, and kind of you know three years later and still doing it and. Have have enjoyed it. In terms of other teams, or other excuse me, other teams, other blogs that are out there, there's been a lot uh, just in the past couple months that have uh, caught on, and in the past years. Uh, but but really, in the past six months, there's been a lot of other Jets blogs, and I think you know part of it is is Eric Mangini and the uh, excitement he's brought to the team uh, in terms of other sites like JetsCentral.com and um, York Green Machine is another one, and there's there's a ton of them, uh, and and there's all all great writers. So I love to kind of you know point people to other places and say, hey, this guy's writing something cool over here, or that sort of thing. Okay, um, of course, um, it's, you live in the Boston area, so how is it like to be surrounded by Patriots fans? <laughs> it sucks. It's terrible, uh, <laughs> and you know it's it's funny because I I do know a couple who are you know who are. Uh, diehard fans have been diehard fans for a while, but I moved up in '04, and uh, you know, kind of '03, '04, and when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, I think it was right at the beginning of, of yeah, January of '04. The next day, I'm listening to sports radio, and they're saying, you know, guys, could you imagine how great it would have been if it was the Red Sox? You know, and I'm thinking, you guys are total morons. You just had a team win, you know, the World Championship, and you're talking about the Red Sox. It's like yeah. unbelievable. So a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, 
that's the impression that I get in the past, you know, five years or so. All right. Well, uh, now uh, let's get getting back to the Jets a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, they always say uh, your team starts with your offensive line and your defensive line. Now, for the offensive line for the Jets, uh, Pete Kendall's not going to be there anymore, and uh, they have a lot of questions at offensive line, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, and the biggest question is is left guard. You know, now that Pete Kendall is gone, who takes over that spot? And uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, the rookie Jacob Bender, who they took towards the back of the draft, uh, and he he has a lot of promise, and he's a guy who, if, if you know who Adam Carricker is, he's a, he's a rookie as well this year, uh, defensive end, and a great uh, prospect, but basically Bender just mauled him when, when they played. Uh, Carricker played at Nebraska, Bender played at, uh, at Nickel State, so, uh, so he's a great run stopper, or excuse me, run stopper, run uh, blocker, but uh, his pass protection is weak, and uh, I was actually talking to a friend about this today, and you know, just saying, geez, when you line up Brickshaw, Ferguson, um, Jacob Bender, and Nick Mangold, you know, it's you have a young core of guys who could be really great, but you know, between the three of them, they have two years of NFL uh, experience between them. So, are they ready to go? I, I don't know. And and giving away a guy like Pend- uh, Kendall definitely hurts. Uh, definitely hurts, but you know it was a it was an untenable situation. They had to they had to do something. Okay, um, of course, uh, I saw a big article in the news about you know Thomas the Tank Jones, um, this year's Jets running back, uh, and you think he'll fill the shoes of uh, Curtis Martin? I don't know if he'll fill the shoes of Curtis Martin because I think Leon Washington is going to still get you know ten or so carries a game. Uh, you know, for the Jets, and he's a, you know, uh, Washington is just a, a great playmaker. Uh, you know, he's not going to run for four or five yards every time, at least at this point in his career, but, you know, Washington is a, is a playmaker. He's a big play guy, and we've seen that already some in the preseason and, and last year. So I think, you know, Thomas Jones is going to be a 20-carry-a-game kind of guy. He'll be solid. You know, he'll get three, four yards every time, or, you know, kind of on average, but, uh, but, you know, with a couple runs of, of eight yards. But, you know, he's not the second coming of, of Curtis Martin. He is certainly a leader and is certainly a guy who uh, the other folks in the clubhouse are are looking at and saying, wow, you know, this guy, he works hard. I want to work like him. I want to get to the level that he's gotten to. So he's he's a stopgap, I think. And he's going to be here, you know, he'll be here for a couple of years. They didn't throw insane money at him, uh, but they gave him, a you know, a good contract. So I think, you know, he'll be, he'll be solid for the Jets for, for a couple of years, but the biggest thing that he brings is his ability to uh, to give Chad Pennington his play action back, which is you know kind of one of his biggest weapons. So uh, so having Thomas Jones means that guys are basically gonna uh, you know they're gonna have to there's gonna be you know, seven guys for, in some cases eight respecting him. So I think that that's a big a uh, big plus for for the passing game for the Jets. I know. Um... Uh, Second-year quarterback Kellen Clemens, uh, from mm-hmm. what I've heard from uh, news and uh, internet and TV, is that he's had a great camp. Now, the Jets start off the season with a couple of tough games against uh, New England and Baltimore. Right. If, the, if, if any chance Chad Pankton struggles, does Eric Mangini possibly go to Kellen Clemens? I don't think we'll see it early. And I think, you know, if we see him, uh, it's going to be due to injury. I mean, I, you know, I, I do think that Kellen Clemens – is the future of this team, uh, and uh, and he's definitely been tearing up the twos and threes in the in the preseason. But you know the question is, you know, is he ready to take on 
you know, the Ravens defense, the real Ravens defense, or the real Patriots defense, or the real, I don't know, uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I think he needs a little more time yet. So uh, I w- And it's kind of one of those things where if you yank Pennington and go to Clemens, you know, there's really no going back from that. So I'd say it could happen this year if Pennington just is playing really poorly, but I don't think it's going to happen very quickly. I think it, if it happens, it would be middle or late uh, part of the season, or maybe you know, maybe not really at all this season. But uh, you know, it, we'll just have to see how the season plays out. It's going to be a tough out of, out of the gate, like you're saying those those two teams. Now, our rookie uh, Daryl Rivas, uh, he took a pretty long time to sign, but uh, once he did, he's looked great in the preseason. Uh, what do you think of the rookie Daryl Rivas? I think he's great. You know, he's a phenom. He's clearly the guy that the Jets wanted to go and get. You know, they moved up in the draft to get him, and he, I believe, was the first cornerback taken in the draft. So, you know, it was him or it was uh, the kid Houston, and uh, and they they went for Rivas, and you know he brings uh, an ability to the, to the punting game. So that's a, that's a big thing for the Jets. They need uh, better punt returns. You know, they've, they've struggled in, in really making any yardage on punt returns. Kick returns has been great with Justin Miller, but punting's another matter. And then, you know, in terms of his ability to play corner, I think he's going he's gonna to see a role, and I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him chasing, like, a, a, this weekend, like a Dante Stallworth around the field. Uh, maybe not Randy Moss, but... Uh, I, I will. I expect that he he will be starting, or if he's not starting, he'll definitely be playing nickel uh, this weekend. But the one thing to uh, to consider, I had heard this week that there were rumors that they were actually shopping Andre Dyson, who you know is a solid guy, a starter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how true that is, but if that's the case, they they must think you know he's the real deal and he's ready to go if they're willing to give up really that there. Okay, um, and getting back. Um, to the Jets' schedule for a second. Of course, the Jets have been tested very early with New England and Baltimore and even Miami. And then, of course, Buffalo and the, and the Giants, who the, uh, the Jets and Giants play one of the most ugliest football games ever in the preseason. Um, and, then, and then it gets a little bit easier. I mean, they, um, there's Jets. Uh, you think the Jets have uh, uh, an easier schedule as compared to the rest of, the, of their division? Well, you know, um... I, I was looking at the schedule earlier, uh, a couple, you know, a while back, and it looked like the the jump that they took in terms of strength of schedule. Now, obviously, everything's based on last year, so you don't know what teams are going to do this year. But based on how folks played last year, uh, they have one of the tougher schedules and one of the tougher schedule jumps, like you know, meaning from from where they were to where they are this year. Uh, so for them, that could be a big factor in their ability to you know be. Eight and eight or nine and seven versus you know ten and six. Uh, I think you know they are going to play some tough teams. So uh, if they make it to the playoffs, you know they will earn it this year. And I'm not saying they didn't earn it last year. They they certainly did. But the competition they face and the the folks they're playing, there's a lot a lot of folks who are kind of contenders for the playoffs this year that they're going to see on a consistent basis. Okay. Um, and now I just I want to get off topic a little bit here. I'm sure you saw that uh, Michigan game this weekend. What did you think of that upset? Well, you know, I didn't see it live, but I you know I definitely did see the replays on that. You know, someone had said, "Oh, you have to go watch those." Uh, you know, watch the highlights of that, and it, it was just unbelievable. And uh, you know, I, I would be curious to know how you know a rook- there's a bunch of Michigan players on the Jets, like uh, you know David Harris and uh, Victor Hobson, I believe, played at Michigan, and a couple others, but. Uh, you know, it was just, I came, I went to a 1AA school, uh, James Madison, and, you know, the, the level of play is not exactly that of, 
of, you know, folks like Michigan. So to see that happen uh, was pretty shocking. It was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, but, you know, I've not been a big fan of Lloyd Carr uh, for, for a while. And, you know, his biggest knock is that he can't beat Ohio State, but now he has this hanging around his neck. So, you know, I think he might be coaching one double-A ball pretty soon, if, you know, if, if at all. Well, um, I just want to – we're running out of time here, but I just want to get one more question. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm, uh, of course, the uh, backup running back, Leon Washington. Uh, what do you think his role uh, will be uh, on the Jets this year? I mean, obviously, he's going to provide the one-two punch with Thomas Jones, but in what plays do you think uh, Eric Mangini will use him? Yeah, I think he's going to be in that kind of, uh, you know, uh, breather back. I mean, he's not going to be just a third-down guy or uh, or whatever. You know, they'll use him. Uh, if if Jones needs needs a breather, he's had a couple runs in a row, or maybe they'll put him in for the odd series here and there, uh, and then you know certainly third down situations. Uh, but but I think you know they'll mix up how they use him, um, and uh, I think you know like I said, I think he'll get he'll get kind of the leftovers, but he's still going to get you know ten carries a game, which you know I mean if you remember from kind of the Curtis Martin days towards the end of his career. A lot of fans, myself included, were saying, you know, give Lamont Jordan the ball. Give him the ball ten times a game or whatever. We're not saying limit Martin, but, you know, let's let's save him a little bit. So I think Mangini is, you know, he's going to use him, and he, he has that kind of typical coach speak where he always says, you know, we're going to put forth the, uh, you know, what we think is going to make us win the best. But I think, you know, typically on, a, on an in-and-out basis during the season, he'll see, he'll see some time and he'll definitely see some carries. Uh, but you know, I I don't think he's going to be starring uh, unless Jones, you know, is is injured or, or something like that. Oh uh, well, Brian, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. Unfortunately, we don't have much more time. Um, just quickly, I want to ask you, uh, who do you think is going to win the game tonight? Uh, you know, I I'm trying to think. Um, remind me, uh, you've got the Saints and the and the Colts, right? Is there another game later? I'm trying to remember. No, there's just not. The that's one. the only game tonight. Okay, yeah, uh, between those teams. I I think the Saints are going to win. I think the Saints are going to win because, um, you know, the Colts, they're kind of, they are coming off that hangover, and I do think that the, the Saints, uh, you know, even though their secondary is abysmal, um, the, the Colts lost a lot of, of pieces last year, uh, kind of, you know, here and there. So I th- and especially Tarek Glenn, uh, that's a huge loss. So I think, I think I'm, I'm cheering for the, the Saints tonight, and I think they're going to pull it off. Okay, uh, well, thank you for joining us, Brian, and good luck with your website. And remember, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's right, guys. All right, well, hey, thanks so much. Appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully we'll be on again sometime soon. All right, God willing, let's hope the Jets uh, make the Super Bowl this year and win it. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you. Right. Okay, um, that was a Brian Bassett coming on. Check his website, thejetsblog.com. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're hopefully going to have on Mark Hale finally. Uh, they has been coming on. New York Mets beat writer for the New York Post for joining us to talk Mets baseball. And uh, we're gonna, it's going to be coming on right after this. Looking for the best hockey talk around? Look no further than Hockey Night on Long Island, the only Internet talk show dedicated to the New York Islanders. Each week, host Alex and Steve will fill you in on the latest in New York Islanders hockey, feature special guests from inside the action, and take your phone calls. Be sure to check out Hockey Night on Long Island at www.hockeynightonlongisland.com. Again, that's www.hockeynightonlongisland.com. Remember, Hockey Night on Long Island is your source for hockey talk.
And also, be sure to check out their official live radio show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash hockey night on Long Island. The Board Docket with Ace Man and the Quack. Log Talk Radio, New York City. We have some of the best guests in town. Coming up next. Once again, Stephen Ackerman and Ethan Quaffman. Welcome back to the sports docking, and uh, we're hoping to have Mark Hale on any second. I think he's called in. So, uh, Ethan, is Mark Hale here? Uh, is this Mark Hale, the newest post on the line? Yeah, this is me. Oh, great. Thanks for coming on. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're great. Um, and uh, the Mets, uh, they had a very interesting road trip, and uh, it started in Philadelphia where, of course, they got embarrassed, This right? Uh, you... Woke up a little bit. I didn't hear you. Um, he said uh, um, the Mets, um, of course, they started this road trip, got embarrassed by the Phillies, but then they rebounded right away and uh, finished the road trip at 500. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, uh, kind of an unusual one. Uh, can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, kind of the, the the worst of times followed by the best of times, basically. Um, you know, obviously having a, a, a real bad series in Philly and then, you know, coming back the way they did uh, against the Braves and Braves and Reds. So, um, you know, it's uh, a little tricky to figure, but, um, you know, overall, uh, you know, I guess a, a, a decent enough trip for them. Uh, well, I want to start off here with the question that's on every Met fan's mind right now is that um, there's five decent guys right now in the rotation, and obviously – when the Mets make the playoffs, only four can be in the rotation. So who do you think will be the odd man out? Well, I think if you had to say right now, uh, and if it were completely my call, uh, I would I would have John Main out of the rotation and go with a four-man uh, crew of uh, El Duque, Glavin, Pedro, and, and Perez. Um, you know, and I, I would say that for a few reasons. Number one, I think, you know, ultimately this basically comes down to Perez versus Main. This is assuming that, you know, over the next three weeks or so, everybody remains healthy. You know, nobody's performance spikes, you know, uh, significantly one way or the other. You know, Maine doesn't throw four shutouts and, uh, you know, Glavin doesn't throw, you know, four straight, you know, horrible performances. Assuming everything remains status quo, I think this basically comes down to Maine and Perez. And, you know, when you when you have Perez, I just think he offers you a little bit more. He's he's a uh, a different type of pitcher than the other guys they have on the staff because he's more of a power guy. Um, he's a hard-throwing lefty. Um, he's had excellent success in some real big kind of um, you know dramatic games this year. The game against the Yankees, the games against the Yankees, the games against the Braves. You know th- those are those have been kind of key um, pressure-filled games. Um, and now, look, Maine has a nice resume there as well when it comes to uh, big game performance because last year in the playoffs, 
he pitches game one, you know, uh, with short notice against the Dodgers, and he pitches, you know, competently. Uh, obviously, he comes through with, with probably the biggest outing by any pitcher that they had uh, last year in the playoffs when he pitches game six against the Cardinals. So he can, he has a case, but I just think right now with the way he's going and the way Perez is going, neither's going great, but I would sooner give the ball to Perez for a playoff start than I would to me. Okay, I'm starting uh, in game in game four, uh, uh, David Wright at the plate in the third inning against the Phillies with the Mets trailing 5 nothing. David Wright started the rally for the Mets, and since then he uh, hit a two-and-homer against Atlanta, a two-and-homer against Cincinnati. Uh, David Wright is trying to show some leadership qualities for this Mets team, and you think uh, in the, uh, going to the postseason and the future years to come, David Wright be the captain of the New York Mets. Did you say captain of the New York Mets? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of something that um, you know I've, I've speculated about, and, and and other people have speculated about for probably at least a year and maybe longer. And I think you make it uh, a, you make a pretty natural point. I mean, he's he's a homegrown guy. He's somebody who obviously um, I think probably epitomizes what the organization um, you know wants its players to be. You know, both he and Jose Reyes. You know, you have two guys who are really. Incredible fan favorites, uh, tremendously successful players, um, you know, good character guys. Um, so I think these are, you know, both of them, Reyes and Wright, are, are, are captain-worthy material. Um, I'd say Wright, you know, Wright is probably more of a, um, you know, more of a, a, a leader. Uh, but, you know, Jose is, is you know, Jose... Jose's leadership has its place as well, uh, especially with the way he plays the game, plays the game, and the consistency and the energy he brings. But okay. uh, you know, I would say uh, I would say that at some point, probably in the next year or two years, something like that, I, I would be surprised if Wright weren't the captain of the team. All right, now I just want to get uh, quickly into the injuries a little bit here. Um, two guys that are hurt right now: Ramon Castro and uh, Carlos Delgado. Well, first of all, how serious is Carlos Delgado's injury, and are we going to see Ramon Castro again this year? Uh, well, as far as Delgado, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't classify it as a serious injury. It's a strained uh, right hip flexor. Um, but I think the issue for him is that, hey, he's going to miss at least a week, probably you know closer to two weeks or something like that. He's he's going to miss certainly the Braves series next week, potentially the uh, Phillies series as well. Um, and when he comes back, you figure that he's probably going to be not as sharp uh, because he won't have played in a little while. Um, you know, you're starting to get to that point where we're where we're approaching the playoff season, and you know, the last thing you want is uh, you know Delgado going in there, you know, either not at full strength or you know not as sharp as you as as you need him to be. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, as far as Castro. I really don't know. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that right now as far as his status. Uh, you know, we haven't really heard much about him in the last week or so. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's that pressing an issue for this team. I mean, let's face it, you know, last year I think Paul Aduka caught every single inning for the playoffs, and that's absolutely what I would expect to happen again. Um, I don't. I think Castro is a, a very valuable backup, but he's probably not going to be somebody that you're going to need to play uh, in an important inning from now until the rest of the season. Um, but as far as whether he'll be back and, and give you that option, uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, well, we were talking about David Wright before and uh, how he's become a leader on this team and how he's carried this team. Now, his numbers are really good. Uh, he, for the year, he has about 26 home runs and 30 stolen bases. His average is over 300. 
He uh, he's, he's approaching 100 walks. He's uh, he's driven in over 90 runs. So um, is he good enough to be your National League MVP? I don't know. I mean, I know that's kind of a, a popular thing right now, or, or um, you know, something that's that's been on the minds of a lot of people. But um, I I don't know that that Wright's case right now is strong enough to to be the MVP. He's certainly a candidate. And he's, he's, I would expect him to remain a candidate for the next, you know, three and a half weeks or so of the regular season. But right now, I don't think that there's a great candidate in the National League. You know, it's interesting because last year you had a bunch of guys who really had tremendous cases for the MVP. You had Ryan Howard who won. You had Albert Pujols. You had Carlos Beltran. Any one of those guys, I think, in any year is a terrific MVP choice. And if any one of them were having that kind of year this season, I think they'd be a no-brainer MVP. But there isn't that 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 selection this year. There's a lot of guys who are having pretty good years, but not exceptional years. Um, and you know, I, I guess you know the candidates would probably include guys like Wright and Fielder and Rollins and Utley and uh, people like that. But you know, you also wonder if there's maybe going to be somebody who. Um, you know, does something in these next few weeks that makes the case more compelling. I mean, I, I know that before his start last night, Jake Peavy had gone 7-0 and in his last eight starts with a 1.17 ERA or something like that. I mean, look, if Jake Peavy goes out in his final 11 or 12 starts and goes, you know, 11-1 and with a 1.5 ERA and wins 21 games and has a sub-2 ERA and the Padres make the playoffs, maybe it's Jake Peavy. I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting competition. Okay, well, we're kind of running out of time here. Um, but I just want to get into, of course, the Mets this weekend to play a series at home with the Houston Astros. Pedro Martinez is going to be going into the series. Uh, what can we see for the Mets in the series if the Astros you think they'll come out uh, with a series victory? Yeah, I would expect them to win the series. I mean, Houston obviously isn't, isn't a very good team. Uh, you know, the wild card is that... I'm sorry, hello? Oh. Uh, I'm really not real sure what you can expect, uh, particularly with Pelfrey tomorrow night. But uh, overall, I would, I would expect the Mets to, to to probably take two out of three in the series. Um, you know, Houston just isn't that very a very good team. They're not playing that well lately. I think they've lost four out of five. So, um, you know, I would expect the Mets to, to probably take two out of three. Okay. Um, once again, thanks for coming on. A great insight, of course. And uh, let's go Mets. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Okay, thank you so much. All right, that was Markel from the New York Post. Uh, you should be able to sure to check out Markel's blog every day online at newyorkpost.com. And uh, WFN host Joe Beningo, by the way, he had some words for the Mets after their four-game sweep to the hand, at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, the Mets, of course, rebounded, as you heard, in our interview with Mark Hale. And I decided to make a little clip to the show to uh, – for Beningo's uh, reverse psychology as the Mets went 5-1 and one on their road trip after they got swept. I blame this team-wide malaise. There's only one person that can get blamed here, in my mind, and that's the manager. He's allowed it to continue. He's allowed it to fester on as this season has gone on. He has a total different set of rules for the young players as opposed to the veterans. God forbid he ever gets in the face of a veteran guy. If you're under 30, he'll get all over you. If you're not, if you're Carlos Delgado who has stunk it up all year, or if you're Billy Wagner, you know, how about... Ball hit in the air, straight away center field, it's pretty deep. Moving back Andrew Jones to the warning track, to the wall, it's gone! Right over the 400-foot sign in dead center field. 
Carlos Delgado, a three-run home run. And the Mets are on the board first. It's 3 nothing here at the top of the four. Show some guts. Show some guyones. All right? And put up or shut up. This is put up or shut up. Deep to center field. Jones going back. Warning track. Wall. It is gone. A two-run homer for David Wright. And the Mets take a 3-1 to lead. Stop pitching everybody to winning. Long on and missed strike three. And there is the 3,000 career strikeout for Pedro Martinez. He'll take the ball as a souvenir. He is the 15th pitcher in Major League history with 3,000 career strikeouts. See this team play with some guts. I want to see this team play with some passion. I want to see this team play like they care. Well, they did play they like passion. They could have pushed this team, but they could have put the division away. Yo, they were down five. Oh, in the air, deep to left field. This ball's going a long way. Home run, Paul Duca. His second three-run homer of the game. He hits it into the left field stand for his seventh home run of the year. And Paul Duca has driven in seven runs in this game. He's telling me, hey, outside of the Pat Burrell home run, they didn't hit nothing hard. Stop, Willie. Stop it. It's my gutless team going out there and throwing at Pat Burrell. No, hit Pat. Let me put it on a tee. Hit another freaking home run against us. And it's wide to the air, deep to right field. Down the line, it's going to go. Home run, Jose Reyes. For Reyes, his 10th home run of the year. And the Mets have a 4 to nothing lead. Start showing me something by taking care of this team that has just destroyed them for the last 10 years. 718-937-6666. Joe and Evan in the midday. Oh, no, we're not in the midday. See, I'm all messed up. We're filling You're in also months. sweating like a pig right I'm now. Ticked. I, I can tell. I'm ticked. I'm ticked. I had to sit through that just disgrace yesterday. It was not fun sitting there. We're Those Philly fans. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. That was great, Stephen. Um, that was awesome. We'll talk about it more. That was classic. Philly uh, fans are. That was great. All right, quickly, um, we're going to go right now into um, a break, a quick break. Armchair GM Rapid Fire. Armchair GM Rapid Fire is coming up next. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Kendrick Thomas. And I'm the host of Real Sports Talk. Make sure you tune in. It's a great show. We talk about sports. It comes on Thursdays, 10 o'clock p.m. It's a fabulous show. Make sure you tune in and call in and give your opinion. And be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's show at www.blogtalkradio.com slash realsportstalk. Also, be sure to check out Kenrick Thomas's blog at www.fanofsports.blogspot.com. On JGM Fire on the sports docket. Nation and the Flock will be joined by three on JGM users to discuss the latest happenings of the site and the latest sports news. And here are your hosts, Stephen Ackerman and Ethan Quasman.
Okay, and now right now we're actually only joined uh, by one, by one of the three same users who was so nice to come on last week. Uh, we're and on the two. Well, actually, we have one on right now. Um, Hello? 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 Uh, is this uh, Joe? This is Emil. Oh, this is Emil. Sorry, my my my. Oh, no uh, you know where the other two are? Uh, the other two aren't currently on. Um, and they're not on yet. So hopefully they'll be uh, uh, the Beast, Joe, um, and. Uh, uh, Let's explain the rules, and uh, maybe by the time we do that, they'll be on the show here? Yeah, then we can gather inside after. All right, well, uh, the users at armchairgm.com, they know the rules, but just for the people who first uh, are first listening to the segment, uh, each of them get 30 seconds to answer the rapid-fire questions, and if they uh, use all the time, they'll hear this sound. This is the buzzer. And uh, that'll end the uh, question. We have five questions planned for them, but uh, hopefully they will come. Ethan, are they here yet? Oh, we have Chris on now, too, right? Uh, we have, well, we'll start with Emil and Chris because we're running out of time in the show, and hopefully Joe will join us. Okay. Um, we'll start. Okay, well, I guess we'll start with – um, actually, wait. Uh, we're going to wait um, one moment to see if uh, Joe comes on, and then we'll uh, get right to it. So uh, – Guys, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. How are you guys doing? Actually, John, first we're gonna we're gonna wait one moment. Uh, we're gonna get, play. Um... Ethan, you know, let's just start this now. They'll, them two will go, and then uh, if the other guy doesn't show up, if Joe doesn't show up, then uh, we'll just have them two for tonight. Start with the shot. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Kendrick Thomas. Oh. uh... Yeah, uh, Kevin, can you call in? Uh, can you yeah. just hold on the line for a second while we do armchair GM rapid fire? Yeah, just call back in. All right. Yeah, sure. All right, great. All right, so let's start now. Emil, don't want on right now. All right, Emil. So of course, uh, the big the big story was um, Appalachian State's upset over Michigan State. Was that the biggest upset ever in uh, the history of NCAA football? I mean. It's hard to say. I mean, with uh, football getting more and more popular here, I mean, I think the depth of talent is, you know, increasing in, you know, lower D1 and 1AA. But, I mean, that's probably the most prominent. A number five going down to a 1AA school, I'd have to say it. If it's not number one, it's in the top five probably of uh, upsets. I agree, definitely. Uh, what about Chris? Uh, Chris is actually not with us. I think, I, I think how about I think that minor corner was, an hour later, because I'm not sure whether that happened. We'll, we'll, we'll stay with a meal here, and I guess they'll, they might come on. Uh, they still have some time to get on the program. Um, of course, uh, you know, it's early, but there's always time to think about who's going to win the Heisman. And, Emil, who do you think are the big candidates to uh, win the Heisman uh, this year? Uh, I, mean, I, in- I actually think that the Heisman is going to end up coming out of the Big East. Uh, personally, I think it's probably going to be Brom or Slayton. And, uh, I mean, no disrespect to Pat White, but um, I, I tend to favor Steve Slayton just because uh, Brom lost his coach and uh, offensive wizard. So I think uh, Slayton's an amazing running back, and uh, I think, you know, West Virginia takes the conference and they he takes the Heisman. Okay, actually, we're going to bring in Kendrick. Oh, we're going to bring in Kendrick Thomas. Uh, he's, on with us. he's also armchair GM user. 
uh, besides being a blog talk radio question. And Stephen has a question for him. All right, um, well, Kendrick and uh, Emil, uh, like in tonight's game, New Orleans against Indianapolis, quick, 30 seconds. I'm going to go with Indianapolis. They're a more talented team. They got a better offense with Peyton Manning being the best QB in the league. They got good receivers to go along with it. Their defense has been a little shaky in the past, but expect that to overcome with that offense in the league that they have. Okay, and uh, Emil. Uh, I'm actually taking New Orleans. Uh, you know, Indianapolis, their offense is still loaded. They added Anthony Gonzalez. And uh, the problem is they're breaking in a new left tackle. They changed both of their starting corners. And let's not forget, before their playoff run, they were one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL. And New Orleans is an offensive machine. Okay, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Ethan, what, what do we got next? All right, um, hold, uh, the next question is going to be, I'll start with uh, Emil this time. Um, of course, uh, uh, the two, there's two new uh, running backs in New York football teams. Uh, Thomas Jones and Brandon Jacobs. Thomas Jones for the Jets, Brandon Jacobs for the Giants. And do you think these guys will live up to their, their predecessors in Curtis Martin and Tiki Barber? We'll start with Emil, 30 seconds. Um, you know, I tend to think Thomas Jones will. He's been a successful running back in the NFL with, you know, different teams. And he's similar to Curtis Martin, so the offense is geared for him. Brandon Jacobs, for a guy that big, he shouldn't go down as easily as he does. I am not sold on Brandon Jacobs being anything more than a goal linebacker. I'm going to go with Brendan Jacobs. He's been with his team a lot longer. Jones, he has to get used to playing with the New York Jets. He's coming into a new situation, coming in with a new system. He has to get to learn the system. Brandon Jacobs is already familiar with the Giants. He's a big back. He knows how to carry the load a lot more than Jones. Okay, um, well, the final thing that I want to ask you guys is um, – uh, I know it's only September, the first week of September, but who do you guys think will represent the American League and the National League in the World Series? Well, me, I'm going to go with the New York Mets and the Boston Red Sox. Wow. 86 rematch. How about you, Amir? What do you think? Rematch um, 86. You know, what? It, when the AL, I got a – I actually have Cleveland coming out. Uh, they've got – Three solid starting pitchers with Bird, uh, Carmona, and Sebastia. Good closer and, uh, and a great offense is getting hot. National League's a mess. I mean, I'd probably have to pick the Mets, but uh, I could see San Diego uh, riding their pitching to the World Series, too. All right, I got Buzz there. Um, that, that Buzz also means we're out of time here on QBM, guys. Emil, thanks for coming on so much. Um, thanks for showing up and providing great answers providing great insight. And, Kevin, thanks for uh, coming in in the fill-in spot at the last moment. Uh, <laughs> Anytime. Right, thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. ArmchairGM.com is over, and uh, we have a couple minutes left in the show. And uh, if you want to call what? us, the phone number is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. That's one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. 478 5118 Okay, so they're off now. That's great. All right, so, Ethan, we've had a very busy show tonight. We hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I think we, it was better last time, but it was pretty good stuff. Uh, we had great stuff from Martel, great stuff from Brian Bassett. Great um, we, uh, any phone calls here? We, we, we took a couple, uh, I think, three earlier on in the program, and we'll be taking more. Earlier on the program. Anybody wants to call back in? Uh, we'll take uh, some, some phone calls here. All right, um, so we have about five minutes left in the show. Of course, a very busy show. Yeah, and over a half hour, 
left um, uh, until the kickoff in the NFL. Yes, uh, we have the New Orleans Saints, of course, at the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, see the later, Sam. We got to finish our picks. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why. Maybe that's why we had five minutes left just to make our picks. All right. Well, we have two games left in our uh, NFL. Pick. Steven, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, well, actually, we... well, John's gonna start the music uh, again, and then we'll uh, get then right, we'll get right good. to it. Uh, NFL picks. Two for... games left. What? Of course, we have Baltimore at the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do you like in that game? Okay, in that game, I am going with I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, Seems like every year the Bengals start two and zero and then fall off. Of course, uh, last year was uh, not the case. Uh, the Bengals, um, uh, of course, the classic uh, NFC uh, North matchup. Um, in this game, I'm going to be taking the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Uh, I know about. Ravens defense, one of the top in the NFL. Carson Palmer's a too good, um, as is Chad Johnson and TJ, I can't pronounce his last name, Hushman Zana. Sorry, I can't pronounce his name. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Bengals over the Ravens. Yeah, I finally agree with you on a game. I do like the Bengals as well. Um, <laughs> higher power on offense. They have, you know, uh, Carson Palmer, Hushman Zana, Ocho Cinco. All right, so, Steven, they're going with the... Uh, yeah, I do like the Bengals, of course, with all their offensive firepower with the Carson Palmer and uh, Hushmanzada, the Johnsons, Rudy, and Ocho Cinco. And, uh, you know, the defense isn't as bad as it thinks. Now, defense wins championships, but offense could win games. And I like the Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Baltimore Ravens. And, Steven, last but not least, how can we forget about... Uh, the final pick will be um, the two number one seeds from last year, the two powerhouses. The, the Bears? San Diego Chargers at the Chicago Bears. Actually, Chicago is the Chicago Bears at the Chargers. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's I'm right. looking at that game anyway, Ethan. Chicago or San Diego? Um, you know, as much as my dislike for the Bears for blowing the Giants over uh, in Week 8 last season, I am going with San Diego in this game. Thomason is just too good. I don't care how good the Bears' defense is. Uh, I don't care how good Devin Heston is a kick return. Uh, Thomason is too good. Um, River, Paul uh, Rivers, the... Uh, Quarterback is going to be um, uh, passing, um, passing the ball and rushing the ball. Of course, Damon Thompson locked there in the game. Uh, the Chargers have one of the best tight ends in the game, Antonio Gates. I think the, the Chargers are actually going to run over the Bears. I'm picking San Diego in this game. Uh, the, the Chargers, who uh, always seem to fall short uh, in their quest to reach Super Bowl, but I think they will start it off uh, by beating the Bears in week one. Well, um... I agree with you on this one as well. I like San Diego. In this way, I think it's very similar to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. You have a great offense against a great defense, but um, I like a fresh LT. You know, uh, he, he's nice and fresh off the offseason. And, uh, you know, Rex Grossman, he cannot play quarterback at all. So I, I love the Chargers in this game. I don't think I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be about San Diego 34, the Bears about 10, something like that. I think it's going to be San Diego in a blowout. So we have some great picks here, uh and of course, right there in the show, him, you know, you don't want to get cut off again on the live there. Where so we're going to go right into You have New Orleans, you have the Giants, the Jets, the uh, Bengals, and the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. And what do you have? I have the Colts, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Chargers. We're going to talk to NFL picks online and see one. And with, uh, well, first of all, we got to thank uh, everybody who came on: Mark Hale, Brian Bassett, Henrik Thomas for filling in the armchair GM spot. Uh, Emil, who came up. 
everyone. Uh, we got to thank all our callers. And we had a great show tonight. And, uh, Stephen, you want to end off with a little bit of a rap song? Oh, yeah, well, I just want to thank everybody. <laughs> of course, we got to thank John Scheiber behind the glass. Yes, John, that's so what I was about to thank. John Scheiber a great job. Damn right. <laughs> After we forget you. All right. <laughs> it was fun, guys. You did a great show. And hi, everyone out there. Thank you, John. And, uh, John, you did a great job as well behind the glass, playing all the audio for us so we can do our show to the best of our abilities. And, uh, Ethan, before we go, I just want to remind our viewers that we're not going to be on the air next week. Um, we'll be on in two weeks. We'll be on September 20th at uh, 8 p.m. our regular time. And next week there's some Jewish holidays. We have Rosh Hashanah. And yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on next week with uh, my birthday. My birthday, of course, Sunday. And of course, my birthday. You know, uh, we have. Uh, oh yeah, and, and I'll, I, we will have some birthday things for you. Don't worry about it. All right. Anyway, so we end up a little wrap, Steve. Yeah. Thank everybody for joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. Hey, I got the new dance, y'all. Call the soldier boy. We got a punch, then crank back three times from a little right. Anyhow, why me crank it, why me roll? Why me crank that soldier boy, that Superman that hoe? Now why me you? Crank that soldier boy, now why me you? Crank that soldier boy, now why me you? Crank that soldier boy, now why me you?